This show is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com. Welcome to I Shouldn't Have to Say This, the podcast where we discuss topics we believe requires critical and nuanced thinking. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at saythiscast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at saythiscast and go to saythiscast.com if you want to hear previous episodes. Hey, party podcast people. Welcome to I Shouldn't Have to Say This, your leftist chaotic good podcast where we talk about things and stuff and other things. My name is Genre, and I am usually joined by Nicole. Uh, we are going to present a special episode this week. Uh, since the election has ended and things are so up in the air, we wanted to take some time to make sure that we could prepare some really interesting topics, some good topics of discussion that will uh, help everybody process and maybe give some good information for you going into the new year. Because we're doing that, we're going to have a special episode about why we do this show, what we want to present to you, how we want to uh, convey that that message, what the message is, and what our political philosophies actually are, our, our political history. This was recorded in September of 2019. Now, the reason we didn't air it was because we had other topics that we wanted to get to, uh, and the sound quality isn't exactly what I would prefer, <laughs> but I thought it was really important to have just, uh, just to make sure that we could put it out at some point in the future because, uh, I think it's really important to know the roots of our political philosophies and to tell people why we want to do the show because we don't actually get to go into that into in depth as much as we'd like. So like I said, this episode was recorded September 2019. I hope you enjoy it and look out for the next episode coming out on December 1st. It's something really special that we've been working on for uh for a while. So without further ado, this is why we produce I Shouldn't Have to Say This. Enjoy. Hey, Jonna. Hey, Nicole. Welcome, you people, to I Shouldn't Have to Say This. This week, we're going to be talking about origin stories, why this podcast exists, and who we, the both of us, are separately, not together. That'd be weird. Great start. Yep. I know. <laughs> so I guess I'll start. As y'all know, my name is Nicole. I am a twenty-five I am a twenty-five-year-old soon-to-be journalism student. Um, I'm getting my master's soon, if I don't literally flunk out. And I am a leftist. I'm not new to that political leaning. However, I think of late I've become more hyper-focused on that aspect of my identity and my ideological thinking because it's not an identity. Beliefs aren't identities. No. Uh, anyways, um, but I've become more hyper-focused -foc on that aspect of my belief system because, um, you know... 
everything is terrible and we don't have that long to fix it before we all literally die and so yeah yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that, I'm, that'll do it. I'm the Zoomer half of this podcast. So what about you, Boomer? <sighs> Boomer. Great. Okay. <laughs> no, I. Uh, my name's Genre. I am um, more of a in between Gen X and Millennial thing. Apparently, like every time I look it up, it goes back Boomer. and forth. And I have actually. I'm actually. I think I'm a, a little bit to the right of you, which still puts me squarely in the leftist column, um, <laughs> especially now. Uh, I I have I used to be more of a centrist um, and I've slowly moved more and more and more left um, through through my life. Most of us start off liberal. It's par- it's a part of ourselves that we can't change. Um, uh, that is until I, later. I didn't start liberal. I started as centrist. Yikes! Yeah. Yikes! <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say liberal. I said centrist. Oof. Um, like when I, I mean, I'm a bit older than Nicole over here. Um, Zoomy versus my, the boomy. <laughs> just zooming around. I'm not even a zoomer though. I'm a millennial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just barely though. Yeah, I'm cusp. We're basic. We're basically like on on either side of the millennial spectrum. Yeah, we're on uh, either side of the millennial spectrum, but for um, our purposes, Boomer and Zoomer is a dichotomy, and I am a Zoomer, and he is a Boomer. You know, I get this from my sister enough. <laughs> <laughs> She's teaching her her daughter to call me old Uncle Genre. Oof. Yeah, that's it's gonna be great around my birthday. So, um, I uh, yeah, I started off as a as more of a centrist, um, uh, and really I didn't think a lot about politics as I do like today. Um, I always p- tried to pay attention like when I was a kid, uh, like to different stuff in the news, but I never really got. Uh, really involved until I was like half out of college mm. um, and I started moving more and more to the left and I'm really where I am now because of last like because of the election in 2016 that I just got fed up <laughs> should show that it was yes uh, basically um, I got I just got shocked and dismayed and then i said you you know what screw it i'm i'm done because i usually like deliberate planned and uh slow moving like towards progress so everybody can come along and everybody can can get used to it but for the past like 10 years that's just been hamstrung. So I'm at the point where, like, like you were like, uh, everything sucks, and we need to fix it immediately. Yeah. So, um, that really forced me to think more about about stuff, and I got a lot of like help learning along the way from um, different friends and and different people. Yeah. 
Jumping off of your point, I should probably go over, like, my political journey. Mm-hmm. I went to a very uh, lib, cucky um, private school with a bunch of rich kids in um, an urban environment. I'm not, I'm not going to dox myself. Um, in <laughs> uh, going to that school with a bunch of rich white kids who were ostensibly quite progressive, I kind of came to understand myself as a liberal and a progressive. I'm down with the gays. I am indeed one of them. I'm down with the blacks. I am indeed one of them. Um, And I really feel like I want all people to be able to live prosperous and peaceful lives. And my political beliefs come from that um, idea I want people to be as happy as possible. And I feel like the way that that gets done is through leftist politics. And to be clear, I don't think that there needs to be a capital R revolution or anything. But right now we're kind of dealing with a political spectrum where you have one side that is trying to work within the system and have it work in one side that doesn't care about democracy at all. Yeah. And I kind of came to realize in so many years back in 2015, I actually called it. I was like, I think that Trump is going to win. Like even when he was doing poorly in the polls and like all of the lib, the liberals were like saying, I don't think that he's going to do well. I think he's going to taper off. I don't think that this is possible. This is not the United States that I know. I was finishing up my undergraduate degree in Southern Northern state. And I'm from (laughs) Illinois. You people know this. Um, Or you would if you went on my Twitter. Anyways, I was in Southern Illinois and I kind of, talk to those people and I got to hear what they're coming from and I also talked to liberals and I realized how little they understood about the types of things that those people care about on the right and also how desperate they are for any amount of change and that's what led to the rise of like the fascistic tendencies in the United States in our, in our modern era. And I see no way that liberalism can properly deal with that issue. So my only choice was to move further left. How do you deal with people who don't care about democracy, who don't care about educating the electorate, who don't want people to live happily, who don't think that all people are created equal? I don't think that you talk to them. I think that you blow past them. (laughs) You grind them under your foot. Because that's the only way we achieve anything remotely resembling freedom and that's nothing to say about the impending climate disaster which we will all suffer greatly but we'll suffer even more if we allow these people to run our lives so in the last few years i wasn't i was i've always had radical beliefs but i think i've become even more i don't want to say radicalized because we live in a surveillance state but Mm. (laughs) 
radicalized <laughs> because of the way that things seem to be moving. Because we have yeah. moderates fighting radicals and pretending like the radicals are moderates. <laughs> uh, that's not going to work. We have they to haven't be, moved yeah, enough. We have to be like we on the left as a group, as a unit. Um, not just leftists, but liberals as well. We need to be radical as well. We need to look at these people, not as our old flame, the Republican Party. These people are hostile towards the very idea of our country. I do want to say that, at least for me, like when I'm t- when when I am agreeing with with like that being hostile, I'm 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 thinking of the Republican Party, like the actual like organization and the and the elected officials. I do have friends that are more conservative that aren't terrible people. Mm. Um, they're, they, they exist. And I, I say, and one of them is on the, the other podcast I'm on, civil politics, uh, Sue. And, uh, they are on, they, they're, uh, a member of the, of their, of the GOP. And I'm like, Mm. but why? And they're like 70. Okay. So they they they're really more into supply side economics and like like really into like just like um like economic stuff as as a conservative like free trade and stuff like that. Uh, um, conservatives. Okay. So. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. I'm <laughs> sorry. They're. I was also, about to go on a tangent about how ineffective conservatism has been economically for the united states oh, and that are yeah 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 i know and i keep telling her that um <laughs> uh so also gay uh and, and ah. i'm like yeah it's really confusing sometimes i have you heard the term massachusetts republican i haven't heard the term but i know the people and i'm just gonna shut my mouth because that's your friend yeah i mean that's that's the thing like we we get into it a lot um the the, like uh they actually brought in a a a republican like a hardcore republican into the show once and it was terrible like i wanted to just jump across the table at him i think the only reason why uh they're still a member of the gop is just out of inertia basically that seems to be a lot of people it's it is a lot of people a lot of the people in uh southern illinois are not republicans because they know about the positions and platform of the republican fucking party yeah i mean i don't want to paint the south in broad strokes and we're and like southern illinois is the north but they're culturally southern but like these people do not know anything about fucking politics what they know or what they think that they know is that the ugly dirty crime infested can't go two feet without guns or without gunfire and literal bullets soaring over your head chicago is stealing all of their money and the federal government is allowing it to happen and what about states rights Mm. and they feel like the republican party can answer their fears and their weird (laughs) and their weird fucking belief system now they're wrong empirically um right 
I'll say this up and down. Chicago is the economic prosperity of Illinois. Yeah. Without us, they wouldn't be able to fund shit. Um, all they got is corn and prisons. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with Massachusetts. Uh, like same I live place in with Western, everywhere. Yeah, I live in Western Massachusetts. If we didn't have Boston and the Cape, then we would not, we'd be part of Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Um, we wouldn't be able to fund ourselves with tobacco and like corn and, and asparagus, you know? Exactly. Um, but there's this like, there's this weird country urban dichotomy between mm-hmm. like the working class people that exist that causes people to stay in the Republican Party, even if like they're now urban, but they still don't like black people or some shit. I do mm-hmm. have, I have one singular conservative friend who is not a terrible person, but she, after 2016, she did not vote for Donald Trump. I don't know who she voted for. And she, to the best of my knowledge, registered as an independent because she had lost all respect for the GOP. Good good for her. Yeah. I don't really good have any. For her. I think that if you are a person of integrity, you don't <laughs> just go with inertia. But that's just yeah. me. Uh, I like, yeah, I, 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 I continually ask myself that and. Uh, a few years ago, I just stopped asking. Yeah, you know, like it's like I like if if she was, you know, in her forties or thirties, then I'd I'd be like really more up up on her about stuff. Yeah, old people um, tend to do what they're gonna do. I, yeah, I mean she's she's very center weight, so like it's uh, but she definitely. It, it, she definitely didn't vote for Trump. Yeah, I, know I mean that much. She was a Christie person. I mean, even uh, my 94-year-old grandfather changes political beliefs and reads constantly Mm. and would change political parties if it made sense in a heartbeat. But I understand that he's kind of abnormal. Yeah, I mean, it's basically my point is when I think about the, the GOP and how horrible, horrible terrible horrible they are um i think more about the establishment and the and the actual like elected officials that are that are keeping that are like retaining power and keeping power um through like horrible means like gerrymandering and lying and yeah whatever else that they can do yeah um i don't you hold on I don't usually blame the 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 the, the rank and file eh. um, as much, you yeah. know. Like, I, I really don't think that I really don't think about like the the rank and file the same as like the Republican leadership or like the RNC. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's fair. Um, I think that I've become less and less tolerant of them because the rank and file are acting like they don't have two brain cells to rub together and that really (laughs) bothers me i think about the people who repetitively vote for mitch mcconnell even though mitch mcconnell does not represent their best interests and frequently fucks over his own state seriously Um, yeah like fucking constantly 
for his own personal gain. And I think about those people and about how they've been actively fucked over by this man for years and Uh continue to vote for him, even though his approval ratings are constantly in the toilet. And I hate them. (laughs) So. (laughs) Oh, yeah. If if I if I had conservative friends and they were voting for like Donald Trump and they were voting for like people like Mitch McConnell, like we wouldn't be friends. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't be friends with them. But also, I do think I do hold the rank and file in low, low regard. It's just Hmm. not quite possible for anybody to be held in lower regard in my heart and mind than the GOP or the RNC. Understandable. They are. um, We will not dehumanize people on this platform right here, but. I think that's what I was really going for. Yeah. 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 You know, it's the people. People are weird. Um, (laughs) People don't care about their best interests. A lot of them don't. It's true. Or people fall prey to propaganda and don't feel like engaging their brains, even if the evidence is in front of them. Because frequently, as with like the entire narrative on the right, anytime evidence is presented to them that they're being shafted by their own party, they Mm -hmm. say it's liberal propaganda or some shit because propaganda justifies itself and every possible valid criticism that can come its way. But this is a introduction podcast and we're supposed to be introducing ourselves. Honestly, I think this is a pretty good introduction. Yeah. <laughs> of of uh, especially if, like your thought process right now. Yeah. Um so I think that that's like a pretty good introduction for our thought process. So we could start talking about why we created this podcast or how we came to create this podcast. Um, okay. So it was my idea. I'm the mastermind. Um, I was sitting. Well, y'all know. Wait a second. Really? What? It was your idea? Mm, I don't know. (laughs) New blood, new ideas. What can I say? You got me. I'm so old. (laughs) (laughs) But. I was, uh, y'all know the story. I was watching stuff and becoming familiar with the uh, types of content we have for progressives and leftists and, you know, left of the political spectrum. And I was kind of becoming frustrated with how white it was, with how male it was, with how heterosexual it was. And to be clear, it's not because I don't value the critiques of people who are currently on the left they're quite intelligent and understand what they talk about uh with a depth that is difficult to approach however i do think that white people sometimes talk about race stuff super weird same with straight people and gay shit uh it's just a matter of not coming from it from the aspect of somebody who has a personal investment in it, even if they do feel very invested in it. Like when white people, I thought about the podcast when I was listening to well, like basically every person who's addressed it on 
what's referred to as BreadTube on YouTube talk about like the poverty rates in the black community. BreadTube? BreadTube. It's the Let's left. Let's go back. What? It, BreadTube, <laughs> meaning like leftist YouTube. It's a reference to that book that I have not read uh, called The Conquest of Bread. <laughs> the Conquest of Bread. Yes. Got it. Okay. Um, so BreadTube is like leftist YouTube. But, like, they frequently talk about, like, leftist YouTubers and talk about leftist YouTubers who are not leftist. Like, you know, Natalie Wynn or uh, Cat Black, neither of which are leftists. They're liberals, but are very progressive. But I was, like, listening to the way that they were talking about, like, poverty rates in the black community and how, like, it was kind of infantilizing mm. um, or like it completely glossed over the fact that like there are communities of black people who are doing well and who are not extraordinarily poor and do not have like IQ scores that are like many points lower on average than white people's. Shut up. Really? And like the difference is because they have fucking have a good education or stuff which just seemed very strange to me because i'm one of those like uppity negros um <laughs> who has like you know the fancy white education and could run circles around any one of my classmates um, you know i think we missed missed out on a better title for the podcast what uppity negros Uppity Negros. <laughs> Demonetized. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, we'll never sell, it, sell those Casper mattresses now. Yeah. <laughs> but I decided to get the podcast started because I thought that there was a serious lack of, like, personal investment in the issues being discussed or things are overly academic or like people kept on saying uh some dumbass shit <laughs> or feeling like every black woman or like every black person is some is part of like some sort of monolithic thing yeah. Where we all think and feel the same thing and have had the same experiences. I just wanted to, like, bring in some balanced thought from that perspective. Not to say that, like, it's important, but I do think that it adds something. Yeah. When I was thinking about the podcast... We had been, or we we're a member of the we're we're a member of a couple like of the same Discord servers, and on one of them, uh, like debates were on, or like we we're talking about the news, and me and you were we just kept talking about stuff like back and forth, like so much that other people in the chat were like, okay, so we'll just let them go, and I was like. We need to record this. We need to record this. This is entertaining. Because it, it's a really interesting... I always thought it was a really interesting dynamic with how you approach uh, leftism and how I approach it. We're going to answer a very important question now. Um, 
why should you listen to us about the politics? And I guess that my answer to this question is fairly simple. Everybody who talks to you about politics is, has an agenda and is talking out of their ass. There isn't a single person alive who talks to you about politics is somebody that you should necessarily listen to about politics. <laughs> Good start. However, <laughs> what I can say is that by listening to the opinions of others on political matters, you can gain a deeper understanding of the world, what you live in. And for me and genre here, we represent a pretty unique perspective. And we do our very best to approach topics which we feel are being treated as black and white, either by people on the right or by people on the left. And we want to look at those topics and treat them honestly. Like, you know, I was saying before, identity politics are dumb but important. Mm-hmm. Most people will tell you either identity politics are dumb or identity politics are important and they won't leave any room for nuance. And I promise you right now that I don't stand for that shit. There's nothing in the world that's black and white. And exactly. I'm going to strive on this podcast and genre will as well to give the most honest perspective that we possibly can. I've always thought it's important not to listen just to people in your echo chamber, to to listen to people, even if you don't agree with them, um, to listen to people that you disagree with, to listen to people with, from different backgrounds, like you said, just because it's really, it's really important to have all of the information that you can and then formulate your own opinion. And if you if you're listening to us, that means you are getting unique opinions uh, from people that come from very different backgrounds uh, that have had very different life experiences. Uh, and we agree on a lot of things. We might not agree on some of those things. And it's it's good to hear people disagree about things as well, just so you can take all of that stick it in your brain and then come out with a well-informed opinion or thought process of how you can view the world. Cause like Nicole said, everybody is going to be talking about politics with their own agenda because that's how we view the world through our life experiences. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. It's just it's reality. Definitely not. It's and just people... how it is, you know? Yeah. And anybody telling you that they're a critical thinker or that they remove their emotion from their opinions is selling you a load. Like a huge, stinky load. Because uh, that's impossible. It is, it's impossible to remove all, all emotion from your opinion. You can't just look at life's problems mathematically. Yeah. Uh, so you have to add in as many factors as you can. People from different backgrounds and different different races and different uh, genders and different whatever. And 
listening to them opening openly and honestly and actually taking in what they're saying and realizing if they're blowing smoke or not. And yeah. hey, maybe we'll blow smoke. We won't. We're perfect. We're perfect in every way. But uh, I can't say that. I'm a blow smoke, but I'm also going <laughs> to tell you that I'm blowing smoke when I'm doing it because I think it's, it's fun. <laughs> you're, so you're going you're gonna to blow smoke. I'm very but, honest, though. I mean, like, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> it's true. I think I think both of us are pretty are, are pretty honest, like sometimes to a fault, just like if we think something's bullshit, then we'll say it's bullshit. We're not going to beat around the bush. And if you've listened to the past episodes, then you can you you probably know that already. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what we have here. We are opinionated. However, we try to absorb as much information and read and watch and um, observe yeah. and try to uh, take all of that and find the the nuance, not the middle, because that's important. We're not trying to find the no. middle. We're not trying to find both sides. We're trying to find the nuance in what we're talking about. Yeah. Also, I'm going to try to sell you on leftism because I think that more people should be leftists, but I'm not going to tell you that I'm not going to. Well, there I'm, you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I'm Everybody not Everybody has their own opinion. Yep. You know I mean? <laughs> also, I'm another great point. I am pretty much an SJW type, like in the colloquial term, you might call me an SJW type politically. However, I also am partially dirtbag, um, but I'm not going <laughs> to say the R slur or any mm. other slur. So you'll have that. I will say nigger, but that's mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I usually won't. <laughs> yeah i save um, that for special occasions yeah. um i mean that 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 is uh also an interesting dichotomy as well um nicole it, uh swears a bunch and i don't because of the way that we have experienced our lives yeah also, i mean I think that's fun i'm here to meme for y'all i'm mm. here to appeal to the zoomers so I'm here to appeal to the to the to the boomers, I guess. Yes, you're the anchor. Just, just <laughs> I'm the anchor. Yes, you're the anchor. Hold on, like, let's go into that. What do you mean by that? Oh, you're the anchor. <laughs> you're the one who like doesn't meme into eternity, or sometimes says that's a niche uh, thing that you just mentioned. <laughs> I'm very online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's i think yeah that that makes i'll, I'll take that i'll, uh, I'll you got it that. it's true it's true because you'll just fly off into space <laughs> just we'll have a well by the 10th episode you'll just be yelling about like <laughs> nyan cat or something like <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel Oh, by episode 10, I would full well be talking about um, our dark mother and the cult of personality and blah, 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 blah. blah. Oh. And I would not say the the name Natalie Wynn nor ContraPoints the entire time. And you would only know what I was talking about if you knew who 
<laughs> the internet true. refers the internet left refers to you as their dark mother, which by the way is creepy. Don't do that. Oh, Anyways, yeah, <laughs> it's very strange. So yeah, uh, it's the the dynamic. I think um, is something that is missing in in a lot of discourse. Uh, having having the like like we said at the beginning, the two ends of the millennial experience um like and on the younger and on the older end uh having those two experiences but also sharing that that kind of place in time um is i think is important because it's sh- it's we're talking about the same thing coming from from two sides uh and so just like i said before you take that our opinions and our and our discussions and take that take those two those opposite ends of the spectrum kind of in in that age group and boil that down and take your and try well hopefully you'll come out with a with opinions that that make sense and that are beneficial not to not just to you uh but to to your fellow person yep or we'll give you some food for thought, or we will um, point out to you the flaw in your logic when you repeat some of the things that people tell you are true, but actually lack nuance, or yeah. only work in the perfect society where everybody is really good and doesn't have real human emotion. Don't just accept what people say are true. In our first episode, we were talking about broadband uh, access. Um, and we were very, very passionate about that. Just because we said that and just because we sounded like we knew what we were talking about um, doesn't mean that we are completely correct. I am completely correct on that well, subject, okay. though. So anyway. um, Nicole's completely correct. I, on that I'm, specific on, subject. On that specific subject, yes. I am too. But don't <laughs> you shouldn't believe that. Uh, this is why I try to put a couple links in the pod in the podcast description so we so can convince you, can, you that we read. Exactly. So <laughs> we can convince you that we're educated um, and that you can find out more for yourself. Uh, and one of the I think one of the more like, like one of the leftist things is making sure that you think for yourself making sure that you're educated, you educate yourself, and making sure that you understand uh, different sides of arguments. Yep. Because the whole point of leftism, not liberalism, leftism, is making a better world for, yep. for us. And we don't just need people in our leftist movement who believe in leftist values. We need people who are able to advocate for them effectively. That's right. And that's what I hope to, at least in part, contribute to teaching you. And that's this why is, you should listen to us. That's right. We're trying to be educational. We're entertaining as all hell, clearly. Or something. Or something, yeah. <laughs> We're also self-deprecating as all hell. Absolutely. <laughs> but the core and the most important thing about this podcast is we know things we think that we shouldn't have to tell you about those things but sometimes you do 
And that's not a terrible thing. Just because it is you, awful. It, but <laughs> that's why we're here. Exactly. I mean, you, if you don't, if you don't recognize the nuance of things, it's not necessarily the person's fault. They might not have the perspective. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop being toxic. It's okay if you don't understand everything, baby. I you can't say you're stop being toxic and then you will obviously continue being toxic. I can and did. <laughs> Don't I just spent like ten minutes telling people that we won't lie to them. <laughs> I said that I'll that if I lie to you, I'll lie really obviously. Okay, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> that was an obvious lie. <laughs> that was clearly a lie. Yuck. So uh yeah, I think the 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 biggest thing is knowing is is listening to us, obviously listening to us, sharing the podcast with your friends and going to the website and following us on Twitter and all that. Uh, but it, listening to us and then making your own decision um, and hope and we hope that that decision will benefit more than just you and your life and your loved ones. Hopefully it'll benefit all of us. Propagandize to your friends, to your coworkers, your lovers, your enemies. Yeah, tell your friends that you love us and tell your enemy enemies that you hate us. That's what I always say. Cuz your enemies are gonna be are gonna be pretty dumb. <laughs> <sighs> I'm not the most toxic one on this podcast, Loki. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just really good at hiding it. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, that's worse. <laughs> it is. <laughs> So thank you so much for listening to that special episode of I Shouldn't Have to Say This. We put out episodes every two weeks. You can hear our past episodes on SayThisCast.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on any of many, many podcast services. Just look for I Shouldn't Have to Say This on your favorite podcast app. If you have any suggestions or questions about the show, you can email us saythiscast at gmail.com our twitter is at saythiscast our dms are open so you can contact us there if you'd like to support the show then you can go to coffee ko-fi.com slash saythiscast and give us a one-time donation or you can go on our patreon patreon.com slash saythiscast there you'll be able to become a patron at different levels at the five dollar level you'll be able to hear the episode early at least 24 hours if you go to the ten dollar level then when we get some patrons at that level we'll be uh, able to start producing extra content for you q a's or nicole complaining about different places that she's been in the united states uh so many things so yeah patreon.com slash say this cast you can follow nicole on twitter at jack of three trades that is three as in the number you can find me on twitter at press start lock and you can also follow me on twitch that is press start morlock 
on there every Friday at 3 p.m. and Tuesdays at 10 p.m. both Eastern I do a politics chat sometimes Nicole joins it so it's a really good time really good community there so twitch.tv slash press start Morlock all of our music is by Mustin. To hear more, you can go to store.mustinenterprises.com. That is M-U-S-T-I-N. I shouldn't have to say this is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com. Oh, and one more thing. We have a listener survey that we would love you to uh, fill out. That is at bit.ly slash say this survey. I know that usually there's something funny here, but usually it's Nicole because she's, you know, toxic as hell. So, but yeah, take the survey. It'll really help us out. That's bit.ly, bit.ly slash say this survey. Link is in the description.